good. Uh, good, guys, because that's what happens when you duplicate scenes and don't double-check your sources. Hey, everybody! Did you like so seeing our lips move talk. like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we should talk. Hey, uh, so, what's up, Odysseus? What's up, uh, Vincent? Good to see mm. you guys. Uh, for any lurkers here, let's give you the spiel. It's that, uh, when we start the show, we definitely see you in chat. Uh, you'll probably see Vilos and Sav here, uh, respond in text, uh, in chat, but we probably won't respond, um as much certainly on on stream so that the audio version is as friendly as possible to our spotify listeners uh but let's see we've got a good show uh planned we have a human fall flat later on in the show too and uh if you watched last week's show you're gonna see that we have uh a surprise for you i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be great all right a so surprise. Uh, wait oh this is gonna be a surprise to me because i wasn't on last week's show <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Uh, yeah, last week's show we neither did uh, Oops All Games. It was it was a good time. But uh, yeah, neither was anybody. I mean, I was there. It was great. Uh, you know, it's good, it's good to be here. Uh, let's see. Let, let me change this one last thing. There we go. Um, okay. Oh, what's up? Oh, I forgot to introduce Navi. Hey, Navi. Yeah, she's making her presence known for sure. Yeah, she's chilling. Yeah, she's nervous. She doesn't. She doesn't like it when I talk at her. When I turn around and I'm clearly talking at her. Uh, but sure, let's uh, let's get this show started. All right, we ready? We ready? Chat. We need uh, Benson Odysseus. We need literally any emote in chat, but we need like ten of them. Uh, that's the show actually can't start if we if we don't do that. Uh, okay, Odysseus says oh, no. Wow. So we're just gonna skip wow, straight like to the, the game, emote guys. Like. <laughs> It's like I don't have access to emotes. What are you talking about? Oh my goodness! You know what? Benson's the only one keeping this place together. You know, it's the turnips that that keep us fueled. Um. All right, y'all. Well, let's get this started. So, hello and welcome everybody to this episode's this episode this week. Hello, everybody. Is this thing on? Are we recording? Can you guys see I, me? I would hope so. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Party Invite Show. We took a week off last week and did some Oops All Games, and that was a good time. But now we've got uh, we've got Vilos and Sav both in here. Hello. Hi. Oh, hey, yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> and Definitely I'm, here. I'm your host, Tegan. Uh, I, uh, you know, we all play video games. We talk about them. If we were together, we'd probably hug each other. I'd probably hug, you know, a lot more than, than Vilos. Sav would be, you know uh flamboyantly dancing in the corner gathering an audience uh probably playing ddr i can picture it now in fact i'm just seeing the future this is our next uh meetup probably uh um, oh, the mystic bones i found you uh, that's right <laughs> <laughs> uh so let's see it's really exciting to have us all back here uh together again it's uh, we haven't had all three of us in here in in several weeks now um so it's exciting we've got plenty to talk about as far as what we've been playing and uh, our, our topic tonight is the Gamescom event that's still going on right now. But we're going to talk about mostly opening night and some of the stuff that we've seen uh, since, what, Monday? Tuesday and Tuesday? Yeah, it's been a weekly affair. So uh, like I said, it's still going on. So there will still be more to talk about later. Uh, but we're going to talk about our favorite things that we saw at the Jeff Keighley-style premiere. It's called Opening Night Live. Um as well as some of the interview stuff, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some uh, trailers and releases and all that stuff. But first, let's start the show with uh, Blissin' Up, something that made each of us smile this week. Uh, chat, you're also uh, anybody out there in the ether is encouraged to chip in. Uh, tell us something that made you smile, gaming or non-gaming this week. Uh, you know, there's always something to smile about. A lot of the internet is uh, fosters you know negativity and drama and eye-catching things. 
and we want to provide a space where people can just uh, be calmly happy for each other. So uh, I will say uh, I am excited for the future. A week from now, we have rain in our forecast, and I'm really excited about that. Uh, we had some really gnarly wildfire smoke earlier this week. Uh, there are fires really burning in central and eastern Washington. So um, any day from here till November that we don't have smoke is going to be a good day. Um, there's other stuff going on, lots of lots of games going on, or, you know, just exciting things in our community. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll say that my Blissin' Up is from last week. We played Zomboid with, uh, Project Zomboid with uh, Deadpool, Odysseus, and Hot Rod, our, our three usual suspects for survival and co-op games. And uh, we took our first shot at streaming multiple perspectives. So that was cool. As someone who spends most of my time, um, actually, I spent the entire stream, like three hours, organizing our house and remodeling the place. I didn't leave the base a single time. So uh, it was great to be able to stream everyone else's perspectives because uh, they're out crashing into each other and uh, killing lots of zombies and and you know doing fun exciting stuff so that was really fun and we're going to get together here very soon uh to go to a new part of the game that we haven't spent any time in so it's always fun to be able to find new excitement in a game that you've already put 150 hours in i checked my steam today so uh happy about that it's just great having a crew where we can hop between games that even games that haven't been updated in a while and find uh, reasons to uh be excited about them how about y'all? Besides, besides, like a brief respite from the heat, maybe sometimes, probably only when you're like in your car for forty-five minutes at a time. Um, what, what's good? Uh, what's good for y'all? Well, um, I just got back from a family vacation. Uh, my mom recently moved to Ohio, which is like where she's like from. So, like, all her family's up there. So she moved back, back up to be closer to family. And it was a lot of fun because I got to drive up there, um, which I've never made the road trip, like, actually driven before. I usually just ride in the back of my mom's car. But we had to take her wife's, like, car up there, too, because, like, you know, she's moving with her. They married. So, like, They're like, no, we're leaving the car behind. There's no way to, there's no way to get it here. Well, you know, I'm not as magical as I appear. So I have to actually, like, physically drive it. And it was fun, you know, making the trip for the first time. It was like, what, 11, 12 hours or something like that? Um, not that I had to drive it by myself, but, you know, being able to finally take part in, like, this family tradition. Because we used to go up there, like, every year just mm -hmm. to visit the family. But I would always just be passenger. Not that I ever offered because, you know, I was trying to drive all that way. But <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. We stopped by one of my favorite places, which is, uh, like, this, like, really cool Native American-owned and operated, like, tragedy place mm -hmm. um, that has, like, all these different, like, textiles and incense and crystals and things and art it's so cool um and my aunt celebrated her 70th birthday uh nice. while we were there and it was 70s themed those who follow me on twitter will see pictures from and video from that party yeah there were some great great photos from that yeah oh, it was so much fun i i'm mad though because the dj didn't play any prince songs and my outfit was prince like purple rain inspired i was like hint Hint, hint, hint. I even had like a fake microphone and everything. Like it was the worst. I underhanded like, pitch, man. It's... <sighs> Out of a job. I, you know, you can hire me next time. Uh, you got to pay for my flight. So it, I'm going to be honest. It's not a good idea, but uh, you know. Oh, look, uh, Ohio doesn't exist anymore. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no more airports. Um, uh, I will say the best part of that trip is that I did not have to deal with all the heat that y'all did until I came back. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been checking the weather for y'all every day i mean you know so 
moving moving to the west coast moving two time zones away of course presents a lot of challenges to a lot of different things when you need to sync up with people so uh a, a perk of that is that a lot of you guys in our community are night owls so uh it was actually easier for me to play now than it was when i live when i lived in the same time zone um you know some of y'all are, are up later than i am on weekdays which is funny since i'm two hours uh behind you guys but uh one of those one of those things that i have to take into uh account is that like if i get home and i'm like streaming so like my monday night streams start at nine uh well nine o'clock central and if everyone's been out working in the sun all day i'm thinking nine o'clock they're already practically in bed like you're in the days where it's over 100 degrees you're just lying still on the couch trying to create as little heat as possible until you're asleep <laughs> so so trying to sync up with that has been a struggle so like when whenever we're trying to play games on weekdays especially i have to like do the mental gymnastics of like okay well how hot is it there how do i actually think that's going to affect our our game sessions because it does you know it's just a it's just an interesting thing like checking the weather to see if it'll be a good time to game you know <laughs> or like when it was hot here my, my room just cooks like my my computer just puts out so much heat it really is a thing but uh yeah sav i i loved your pictures i loved i loved your prince outfit uh iconic is what it is thank you thank you yeah it was a really big hit i was like i'm i'm glad that i came out like we all we all kind of strode out in our outfits after like setting up the party and everything. And I'm glad that I came out before my aunt because I there was no way I didn't I did not want to upstage my aunt on her birthday. <laughs> but she had a whole outfit change, so I don't think that was possible anyway. It was great. Nice. All right. Well, uh, let's see. Then then we've got a we we've played a bunch of games since the last time that we got together. Um all I'll I'll throw mine out there first because it's short and sweet and I have uh I don't have any footage this week like I'd hope to have. So I'll, I'll the next time we're together next week or whenever um I'll be excited to show you some stuff, but I have been playing Diablo 4. Uh Diablo 4 is a lot of fun, much more fun than Diablo 3. Uh Lizzie and I, my partner and I played Diablo 3 split screen on PS5 and yeah, PS5 and uh the my biggest gripes with it were that it was too easy you're just constantly walking over enemies even though we turned the difficulty up it was frustrating um the other thing was that since we were on split screen since i like i mentioned with project zomboid spend a lot of time in my menus organizing stuff or changing things or looking closely at this percentage difference between these two abilities uh anytime that i'm doing that lizzie cannot play the game because because we're sharing the, the same screen so it's not even split screen it, it is a shared screen so i really misspoke there um but now that i'm playing on pc and she's playing on the playstation by herself um it's so much easier to play together there's also a real challenge to the game uh i mean not that i would describe what we're doing as hard i think the difficulty is good for the difficulty we picked we picked the veteran uh difficulty um it's really a good time. The the bosses feel like real bosses this time. The weak enemies are fun to fight, but they're not super hard. It's more like there are so many of them that the satisfaction comes from destroying an entire horde of enemies rather than, you know, like a small number of enemies and then you move on and then it's a small number of enemies. Sometimes that'll happen, but there are also these like world events uh, that are just around and um, they're a lot of fun. You usually just fight a ton of enemies, but that's the best part. 
Uh, Lizzie's playing a necromancer, so anytime I um, use my rogue's crossbow and daggers to kill just a few people, she is suddenly exploding everybody on the screen. Literally everybody. Uh, and she... So wait. She uses... The mystic bones? <laughs> <laughs> you know, she even said that when she picked it. She said, I swear your voice came out of her mouth. Uh, no, I'm making that up. But... Uh, <laughs> Um, no, I mean, that, that's funny. She is playing that character. She's got a whole army of skeletons. She is exploding bodies left and right. Uh, her cackle is leveling up through every session that we play. Uh, she's She's got a lot of experience with that cackle. Um, it's it's wonderful. It really is very funny to play with her. It's, it's fun to see her excited about this game because she liked Diablo 3 a lot. I did not. And that was a shame because, like, we kept giving it more and more tries because I, you know, I want to play a game together, uh, but I just could not find it in me to find that game fun. So I'm really glad that she's enjoying this. I hope that she likes Baldur's Gate half as much as she likes uh, Diablo 4. We'll see. The, the fact that Baldur's Gate comes out on PlayStation, where she'll buy it, um, the same day as Starfield, well, the normal release of Starfield, is uh, tough. Still not sure how we're going to jump through those hurdles there. <laughs> There's a lot of questions. Uh, but it's going to be okay. Uh, like I said... Just enter like the second PS5 lottery, you know? You'll oh win. <laughs> I know you will. <laughs> you know, um, with Baldur's Gate, we ha I've looked all over the internet and I cannot find any confirmation for or against crossplay between PlayStation and... Well, between console and PC. Uh, but today there was an article that mentioned that uh, now, due to Phil Spencer and whoever's head of... Larian, Larian Studios, who made Baldur's Gate. Uh, they met at Gamescom and, and talked about some stuff, and now Baldur's Gate will come to the Xbox Series X and the Series S. I guess there was a, some holdup with the Series S. It's unclear. Even reading the article, like, more than once, uh, it was unclear to me what the original problem was, but um, hopefully that'll be overcome. But when it said, hey, there's not going to be split screen, but there will still be cross progress or cross save progression they said and i was hoping that that's the sentence where they would have said there was cross uh there's cross progression and cross play but they it did not say cross play which makes me a little nervous because i it's it, the important part is that lizzie and i can play across pc and ps5 so i'm a little less optimistic than i was uh yesterday but we'll see um all, all of the little things I've been playing are Darkest Dungeon, Dave the Diver, Project Zomboid, other stuff, uh, lots of stuff. Trying to knock out as much as possible um, while while we still have time before before Starfield gets here. So so that's it. That's everything. Uh, if you have any questions about anything, if anybody has questions about that, uh, I'm happy to talk about them. But since I've done so much of that on the podcast, I'd rather uh, keep the rest of that out of here. So that's it for me. Um, Vilas, did you like? Did you see what I did when I promoted the show on uh, Discord today? I I badly described oh, the show. Yeah. I described described the show poorly with emojis. Uh, and, and, and Odie tried to like translate what that was. He did. He did pretty well. Uh, the the one for the game that you're about to talk about was the uh, the T T E A uh, emoji from Overwatch, where it just shows somebody dropping a T. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, followed by uh, the shout um that it's the taunt icon from darkest dungeon so uh so the the t shout 
Um, Odysseus, that gets us to uh, coffee talk. <laughs> I could have put a two in there, but I don't know if the two would yeah. have helped. Oh, I was sitting there the whole time thinking like, well, we didn't have any uh, immediately on hand for talk. I could have done the, I could have done the head shouting. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, accomplished the mission. You described it poorly with emotes. That's true. Emoji. So, I mean, it wouldn't have been right if I did it well. You know, I I couldn't have slept tonight if I did it right. So, right. uh, So, Vilos, play. uh, Tell us about that. I I know I played the first one uh, at your suggestion like several years ago. Um, yeah, Coffee Talk uh, episode two. It's uh, hibiscus and butterfly, and hibiscus and butterfly are both uh, two different uh, tea types that are are added into this game. Uh, they were not in the uh, first episode, and uh, of course, the the cool thing about Coffee Talk is that most of the recipes are real life uh, coffees, and it's it's kind of just amazing to to learn the different things. Uh, but Coffee Talk Episode 2 is more of the same. It's fantastic. If you like visual novels in the slightest, Coffee Talk 2 is the game. Uh, it was released this year, earlier this year, and I just I had to play it. It's been a long time uh, coming for me. I wanted to play it on Game Pass because it, it is there. Uh, but, you know, things kept happening this year, and, and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to buy it on PS5. Um, and so I did. It's it's just a, a great thing to have on, um, you know, whenever you're you're feeling a little bit low. The whole thing is that coffee talk is about other people in that situation. Uh, there's a, a fantasy element to it. You've got these different characters uh, of different races, uh, and that's like the main through point within the the entire game. Uh, for example, there's a, a vampire that. Uh, has lived for like 1,600 years, and he doesn't know what the hell he's doing with his life at this point. Everybody he's, has uh, a friend like that. Yeah. <laughs> and he's he's been off of real blood for like only 10 or 20 years, <laughs> which, <laughs> which is really funny in, in the long scheme. You know, it's like, holy shit, dude. Like, you just got off of it, really? Right. Um, and, you know, there's a, there's a character from the first game that... Uh, was a hive mind that was researching Earth. And in this game, he's actually, uh, like, he's become his own person and actually was able to take the form of a human-looking person. And it's a really great great character growth from the first game. And there's there's a good amount of character growth from the first game. Uh, So really, like, you don't don't just come into Coffee Talk Episode 2 and play it. Uh, so you really do need to play the first game, but I mean, first game you can get done in under five hours. So yeah, just you know, just get through it. This one's actually longer, um, and it technically pushes you to play through more more times. Um, oh really? I will eventually, but you guys know that uh, I've got a lot of backlog stuff to deal with. So we all got a I'm lot going play on. It again. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Coffee talk episode two. If we want to just put up a couple videos. Uh, here um because there's there's not really a lot presented although the graphical style the the pixel art is really amazing um and once you're in the game there's a gallery that you can look at all the different art as well uh that person on screen silver is actually the character that was uh that character actually looked like the character on the right uh in the previous game uh they are they're both a hive mind and uh you meet Amanda, the the new one in the astronaut suit here, 
is his basically his accomplice um, <laughs> uh, in the hive mind that that's also down to research Earth, and they're trying to get him that's laid. Fun. That's the oh, the really? entire point of of their whole thing is to get him laid, and it's really funny. Uh, it's it's really funny. It's really sweet. That's the entirety of the game, though. Is that every one of these characters has uh, actually different uh, different endings. You can you can have uh, a good, a bad, and best. I think playthrough of each one of their storylines, and so there, there's a lot more a lot more game in this one than there was in the first. Uh, but I highly recommend it. The only the only thing that I can say that's bad about it at all uh, is that it. It is a game that had to be translated, and so there's a few a few lines that are just like that doesn't quite make sense, or it's grammatically off. How uh, does it mean? <laughs> yeah, like like although the life cool thing, it's never die. <laughs> <laughs> the cool thing, looking at the uh, credits, it's actually been translated into like I think nine or ten different languages. Uh, it's a lot, <laughs> and they in the credits they had a ton of different uh, translating teams, um, but a few things are a little bit. A little bit um, not stale, uh, sterile. There we go. A few lines are sterile, sterile. Like it, it just doesn't have the the right intonation that you would expect. Um, so since you're kind of bringing all the character to these words, it's a little hard to to really get into certain lines. Um, yeah, I, well, because there's not any voice work really. So. Yeah, when when I I liked the game when I played it, but I think mm-hmm. I only played about half of it. Uh, maybe two thirds, but I think about half. Um, I did it when we when I used to stream on Saturday mornings, and I would drink coffee and uh, read everything out loud. Like if I'm playing a game like this, it either needs to be voice acted or I'll do it myself, which is plenty fine. Uh, but oh my gosh, by the end of the streams, my throat was killing me. And uh, you know, like I liked the game, but it was tough for me to keep going. Just be like <laughs> I've just been reading for three hours. Um, I, I remember hoping that the sisterhood, the wheel sisterhood cosmic game, I'm all of those words. If yeah, you yeah. rearrange them, the titles in there somewhere. Uh, <laughs> I I felt a similar way where I was like, this game seems dope. I just personally mm-hmm. wish that it was voice acted. Um, but for plenty of people, that is totally not a deal breaker, especially if you spent time in this genre. Um, yeah. But it's funny that you'd say that because there would be times I would read stuff between the like, this is a funny character, my throat is sore and the writing is sometimes funny <laughs> mm-hmm. and all of that add up to like just a funny experience reading out loud you know yeah like in your and, head and you I, can just figure it out but when you're reading out loud it's like let's see how badly i can sound like an idiot <laughs> and i will add i have never wanted hibiscus tea or uh blue pea tea uh as much as i did while playing this game I don't know if blue. Okay, so again, it's it's blue p p e a, right? Uh, <laughs> there, there we go for crazy. I like that you had to spell that out. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and of course, they they say it in the game too, of course. But uh, no, obviously, you know what hibiscus is. It's the fruit slash flower. Um, but both of those things are real world things, and the the teas that you can make in this game are amazing. The, there's like a there's one that's like a, a galaxy. Uh, a galaxy combination so it's like blue pea and milk plus like honey or something um, just these really cool uh, drink combinations that you can make in this game and about 90% of them are real drinks and it's very worth it to just 
just go out on a limb. If you like coffee or, or tea, just play through Coffee Talk and then go on Google and just have the time of your life, like seeing what these drinks actually look like in real life. It's really fun. Hell yeah. I have to say, I've never heard of blue pea tea before. So like, are the, is it, is, is it made with like the vegetable or is it like, like a bud of some kind, like a flower bud? Like, I think it's directly from like the pod or something, like an extract from the pod itself or something like that. Um, yeah. And are these actual blue peas? Yes. Uh, I don't remember if it's naturally occurring or if it's grown specifically to be like that. Hmm. Yeah, this is the first I've ever heard of blue pea tea. Blue pea tea. <laughs> uh, but we'll have to we'll have to come back for more. I mean, playing Dave the Diver and seeing all that sushi has made me eat sushi two out of the past three weeks. So I completely understand the food craving from from watching it on game. Especially Literally, that pixel you, art, man. There's something about the pixel art. You can art. Google it, guys. You can Google it right now. Blue PT, and you will see all kinds of stuff on it. I promise. Oh, well, I'm doing it right uh, now. Yeah, I'm doing it right there, now. There's something at Walmart that has. There's a combo at Walmart with both blue pea and hibiscus. Ah, this is so blue pretty. Oh, it's so like uh, botanical. Yeah. It yeah. looks like. Uh... No, it's, it's oh, you can make butterfly tea with it. Okay, yeah. I'm in because I went to. They had they had like butterfly like lavender something at Pride Fest. Remember. And it looked exactly like this, except for like, it looked like the the purple variant. Oh, okay, oh. okay, no, no. Type in blue pea latte. Oh my gosh! Okay, um, you lost right me. Now, I don't drink right now. Just, just. Oh my god, it looks so good. Um. Okay. Okay, that does look pretty good. <laughs> I don't think so. Hmm. Uh, well, we'll we'll no, come back to that, and I tell you what, I might even pull up some pictures of that uh, during the game stream later. So, uh, so remind me if I forget. Uh, okay, well, that's Coffee Talk 2 inspiring us to to drink new drinks. Speaking of which, Phyllis, we had a conversation recently on kombucha. We gotta, we gotta, I gotta get your address because I want to send you the stuff that Lizzie and I used to get. Because I, it, yeah. I, turned, uh, I found out that we used to get it shipped to, you know, with our stuff. I don't know, it showed up at our door. So I'll give you that stuff. And then it, <laughs> it just appeared one day. Yeah, it just it was out there. It had somebody else's name on it, but we just kept taking it. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, we'll uh, we'll dig some more into that. Um, what's the other game you've got on here? Oh, the, I poorly described it as uh, two, two Fs and uh, not eighteen in the wow. in the Discord. So, okay, yeah. As Odysseus yeah, pointed this... out, uh, there are a lot of Final Fantasies that are not eighteen. Um, that is true. You know, once like, again, meeting the objective of poorly describing the game. Right there you go. So yeah, I I finally got back to playing some more of Final Fantasy sixteen. Um, I didn't put the time that I wanted to, uh, but I think I've played four, four to six hours in the past few days. Um, cause it's, it's one of those RPGs that's kind of just a little bit hard to get back into. Cause the very first hour of the game is like, holy shit, here you go. And then it goes, all right, 13 years in the future. And you're like, but I was invested. Like you're, you're literally going to just. Now we're in a mystery, and it's oh, going to take geez. me however many hours to to get invested again. Uh, and and I'm I'm not being harsh, but I did I did have higher expectations on certain bits of the story. Uh, it wow, is really you're so harsh! Story. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> is it stuffy in here? Or is it just Vilos? <laughs> it is a really good story. There's personality, and the voice acting is absolutely top notch. But um, there's there's just a lull at the. After the first hour, hour and a half of the game, there is a lull uh, Lull. to where you're finally getting into the mystery. Like, just because 
how many fucking games can give your character some undefined amnesia, right? Like, okay, your character had a traumatic event and probably PTSD, right? Well, in the case of this, it's, like, way too literal about it. Um, it Clive has his existential shit just the first 10 to 12 hours of the game. As you do. And I just worked through it. It literally took that <laughs> long just, just to get through that part. We just this. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. And so... Um, you quit going to therapy? I can tell. So right now, I'm really actually getting side quests. In the very beginning of the game, it's it's just main story, and it's like, just do this. There's, like, no other option. Mm. You're welcome. And it's a little too straightforward uh, for me on that. Um, <laughs> being, being a Xenoblade player, like, I like side quests, and there's there's not much to go on the first several hours. It's really linear on that that point. But uh, I did run into uh, uh, this quest that I'm on right now. If we want to play that first video, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's saying everything that you need to know about Clive, honestly. Uh, I don't need to know nothing about Clive. Do you see what he looks like? Which, uh, uh, no. <laughs> by the way, is, uh, is the one with Gav, which you're talking about? No, the other one. The other one. Okay. Uh, let's see here. This is the one that we definitely need the audio for. Oh, oh yes, actually. Uh, oh, did I goofed here? I forgot that we needed audio for that. I'm so sorry. Mom. Let me um, <laughs> let me pull that up. Let's see, let's not blast everybody's eardrums out. I I got to a specific place in the game. Uh, that is a a haven for your cut your um. Not race, but there's there's a certain type of people uh, that are magically gifted in this game, and uh, this place is a haven for them. Okay, let's uh, let's oh, switch okay, over so here. For the purebloods, no, just <laughs> oh, it's pretty much as well. And kill yourself if he's not. Sit. I don't thank me. Thank God. Still got the wrong one too. What? But, but hey, it's fine. Thank you, I thought you uh, said it was the Gav one. Oh, gosh. No. <laughs> oh, my. So, I'm so sorry. Uh, but this this part does show uh, the outstanding voice acting of these people. Um, the guy that plays Sid is well known for being in, in The Witch and all the Robert Eggers movies. Um, and Game of Thrones, of course, like his, his voice is so, so iconic. The Green Knight, if you're familiar with that movie, it's. I'm amazing. not. What is it? Oh my god, you're gonna love the Green Knight. Just yeah, look that shit up. Uh, uh, well, let's go, let's play the video yeah, you actually wanted to play. Uh, yes. Sorry about that. Let's uh, let's get that on here. Pull that sword from its scabbard in days. Come on, come inside. Whoa. I'll be happy to show you how well I wield my blade. This clip provided by Vilos. <laughs> wow. They're like, wow, this guy's standing right behind us. What a line! Oh man, this, I, you guys heard it. We don't, I don't need to repeat it. <laughs> That's funny though. That is a uh, bold, bold. <laughs> but what she what she said was technically <laughs> technically racist because. Um, oh, good. So it gets better. What, what, <laughs> what she what she meant is that. Um, there are people that have magic are uh, okay. So there's there's uh, bearers which have a mark um, and they're technically slaves. 
uh, and then there's I, I'm blanking on the on the word for some reason, but then there's uh, not just the slaves that are um, magic users, but there's a certain type of them. It's like a uh, certain Aatrox type of magic something, users. something like that. No, <laughs> something like that. I, but, I, I watched yes. uh, I watched Apple Gamer over at Demo Duo. I watched him stream somewhere near the very very end of this game uh for a couple hours maybe so so i got to pick his brain a little bit it was fun i mean i've seen you guy you vilos um chatting in demo duo's discord uh about about his playthrough uh and clive i've heard so much about clive i'm just happy mm -hmm. to finally meet him you know um but he, he told me a bunch about the story and uh i will say i was surprised how much he talked up clive on being an actually emotionally versatile character a male character uh in a in a genre that typically has pretty um una like singularly emotional men where they're either not emotional at all or their one emotion is the only emotion they have um so it sounded pretty cool uh Geralt <laughs> <laughs> Geralt yeah yeah Geralt does not have um a lot going on in the um passion department that's for sure I literally can't feel but I can screw that's that's his entire thing yeah with Clive, it's uh, it's definitely deep. I mean, coming from Xenoblade Three, like you just can't hit the heights of, of a game like that. But with Clive, they certainly did a whole lot um, to to get a character that grows, that does show a lot of different emotion. Um, you know, he's he can be raging in a scene and then be ab absolutely fucking crying in the next scene, um, and that's really what the first ten to twelve hours has been. Uh, of it it's really great i mean when when this guy when he's like 15 or 18 or whatever sees his little brother die in a very horrible fight like brutal fight and he takes his the next 13 years of his life to uh to avenge him uh yeah it, it's meaningful <laughs> like the emotions that you see in this game are, are fantastic uh and the the only thing that holds it back, honestly, is whether or not you're into the the combat because it's just combat. It's just combat and cutscenes, and some of the some of the boss fights actually have like me in pain. I have to I have to keep my gameplay uh, in like two to three hour spurts with this because I am not used to the DualSense controller. Like the size of it just like hurts my hands after a while. Oh, and really? you are just yeah, you are just mashing buttons for the most part in this game yeah it, it gets wild press, but press it is to feel. <laughs> <laughs> it is an absolutely gorgeous game there's not a single part of this game that is at all ugly uh so it's it's always a pleasure to to play it like nice. even in the boring uh, section well much like Baldur's gate it seems like just about every character in the world is hot so there's oh no yeah yeah what's with oh, yeah. that well they i mean you know, if it's a fantasy world, I guess why not? It, like in a fantasy world, literally everyone can be pretty. I guess, <laughs> so, you know, uh, I guess it, it, not just the main character is pretty. A friend of ours, uh, they downloaded the game and built their first character as a couple. Just like you know, they're both sitting there as they made the character. And uh, my friend, my friend said that she shrieked with joy when she saw the option to customize the naughty bits. She was just like, whoa, I wasn't expecting all of that, uh, which is a sentiment that we've seen all over the Internet um, since the release. So that was that was fun to see um, independently, you know. But yeah, every she was like every character in this whole game is hot. Like every character you can make is only smoking hot.
<laughs> yep. Well, that's the... that's kind of disappointing because like one of my favorite things to do besides making like spot on recreations of people in character creators like I normally do is like stretch it to its limits first to see what all I can do before I do that thing. Mm -hmm. And some of the stuff that you can make like when you are just distorting someone's like, you know, whole visage into like the most abominable <laughs> thing in the world. It's just it's too much fun to like mess with those kinds of engines. So. It's kind of disappointing to hear that you can't just like you know kind of go wig, like well, wig out and make someone just like i mean you could you know. make somebody ugly but like there are so many options like pretty much every facial model that you can make is potentially gorgeous it's just that nobody wanted to when they, yeah, when they every, got into everybody's it. like yeah. but what if i could be hot you know <laughs> um, well that's not a fantasy for me so oh, oh, oh well some of us have, this is all we got this is this is a run <laughs> <shot>. <laughs> can't respect that no you can't, <laughs> you can't respect that uh true words have never been spoken uh well hell yeah so that's uh that's final fantasy 16 <laughs> uh where do you think you are um you know if you guesstimated playtime i actually know through, that i'm a third of the way through. you're a third of the way through you said yeah cool hell yeah uh okay well i'm excited for you to keep playing i've been happy to see how excited uh Doppelgamer has been this whole time, so uh, yeah, it seems like you got a good whole game ahead of you. And it's just as hot as the weather. Oh my god, you didn't even see you didn't even see Jill, his love interest. I mean, come on. Oh man. Like, mm. I mean, I've seen all I need to see so far. So, <laughs> although just and then and then what's the what's the what's the lady's name? Balenciaga or what was her name? Benedicta. In the last the last video, yeah, Benedicta was hot. Benedicta, you know? okay. Benedicta. Um, <laughs> But yeah, just a, an FYI for anybody that saw the um, the Mario joke uh, that was made. I forget which part of the Discord it's in, but the the voice actor that did the the it's a me Mario joke as a fake audition for uh -huh. the Mario voice that was Clive. Oh, that was Clive. Yes, and he's sexy as hell in real life, and he's got the voice, and it's just, it's unfair is what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. I'll drop the link here in chat. I yeah. immediately found it. Thanks to Mr. Jerp for sharing that in our memes channel. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Spin star, there we go. I also yeah. saw a, uh, I follow a uh, place on the internet that, show, that posts uh, things that have aged poorly, and uh, it showed a screenshot of the Mario voice actor, and he and it was from two years ago. And he said, "I want to uh, I want to voice Mario until I drop dead." He's like, "I don't have any intention of start of stopping anytime soon." And here we are, two years later. And uh, well, yeah, actually, <laughs> I mean, fortunately, he seems to be in good health. Uh, so let's just say that he has not dropped dead. Seems like he's doing well. Uh, but yeah, maybe no more Mario voice for him. Um, he's stepping. I down. could listen to this forever. Listen I know, this, right? Oh, wait, the, I'm telling you, Ben Star is like the guy. Yeah. There's like ASMR, and then there's like yeah. ASMR. Like you know, <laughs> like this is so good. Did you see? Speaking of uh, Clive's voice actors, the German one did like a spot-on one-to-one -one replica cosplay of Clive, the German oh, yeah. voice actor for Clive. It like went super viral. He looks exactly like him. It's so crazy. I, the only reason I saw it is because Ben Star actually retweeted it. Um. But it looks so good. I will put the link in that to the chat when I find it. Awesome. Uh, well, then, Sav, uh, you know, you've been you've been busy in your life. Is there anything you want to throw out before uh, as far as what you've been playing before we go to our party? Topic? Yeah, you know, um, 
while I was away in Ohio, I did take my PC with me. I didn't have like any capture cards or anything like that. Um, and, you know, I didn't have like the best internet, but like I may do and it was fun. Um, I did, however, um, you know, go on a virtual vacation to Japan for a little bit. That was fun. And while I was there, I played a little bit of a game called Blue Protocol. And, you know, I was hyped for this game ever since that trailer launched during what was it, the Game Awards? Uh, because, you know, it's like a really, it's like an anime MMORPG. Like, what's what's not to like about that? But it not only is it, like, super gorgeous, it's just, like, so much fun. And it's easy to understand. Be- well, not, you know, the language. But, like, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's like, whenever I need to go do a quest or anything, there's, like, a little... This is only handy for me because I don't know Japanese. I can read, like, the katakana and hiragana. And the katakana is really helpful. But I can't read, like, the kanji and stuff. So I only kind of sort of know what I'm supposed to be doing. But on the way to do those things, there's like a little wayfinder fairy thing that just guides you to your next objective. And I'm like, this would be great for me right now, but it would be really annoying for me like when I finally understand the language because I don't like to be handheld when I play in RPGs. I like to go do, do off, like go off and do what I want. Mm-hmm. But it's still really helpful for me now. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm having a lot of fun as the, it's called the Heavy Smasher class, aka the Foe Breaker. And it's like this class that uses a hammer gun. It's like a giant hammer that you can like a, a big old mace um but then it also has like ammo cartridges that shoot um not only the hammerhead but also different like properties like earth and things like that so it's it's Hell a yeah. tank class that has like combat control that's uh, control. it sounds like jace from uh league of legends he was the um the like scientist main character guy in uh arcane he's you know he's got the hammer that can also like, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay um, yeah, I could cool see setting. that actually. Yeah, but no, that was fun. I can't wait for it to come here. You know, next year, that's gonna be so great. Yep. Well, that was a nice, you know, world traveler there for a minute. Uh, you know, I got to see new sites and and meet new people and not understand a lick of what they're saying. Uh, well, some 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 stuff because I did take like what, a year, two years of Japanese. So there's there's some stuff up there, but you know, virtual traveling is 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 taxing. So sometimes I just like to you know, open up my my virtual consoles to go with that. And uh, in that regard, I also played Pokemon trading card game, which I had been waiting for since the very first day that they announced the Game Boy virtual console on the Switch. I was like, where is it? Because in that trailer, you see the cover art for it and it wasn't there day one and I was so miffed. But now I'm happy. I'm satisfied. I'm sated. There's not going to be any kind of like arson or avenger, any kind of like surprise <clears throat> attack on the headquarters or anything like that. So we have that. Um, if yeah. you would like to play that footage, uh, uh, right now I've actually be- I've beaten the game now because I spent like a lot of time, like my downtime while I was not only recovering from my surgery, um, but you know, downtime at like in Ohio, uh, playing that game. And what's really cool is that anyone else who has it can play with each other. It's one of the games that the uh, Game Boy Virtual Console supports uh, online multiplayer for, nice. which is really neat. Um, which is really cool because if they actually do end up coming out with the red, blue, yellow, and all that stuff, we can battle each other. I think that'll be fun. Well, maybe not that generation because the mechanics are broken, but um, it, it just opens the door to Pokemon possibilities. And I'm really looking forward to whether or not, since they just released Pokemon Stadium 2 as well, um, whenever they do decide to release red, blue, and yellow on the virtual console, if they can like link up with their data transfer and whatnot. But until then, um, I'm I'm fine battling people on, on cards. Um the, the rudimentary system that you have here compared to like what modern card battling is in Pokemon is so different and so simple. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so much more simple. There are the like, you know, as card games evolve, they get like more keywords and um, more um, engines. Like, you know, when you go, they have like the pendulum and the fusion engines. And then like in Magic, they have like, a, I don't know. I don't play Magic, so I can't really speak to that. Um, well, but they have like different yeah. keywords and like the plane walkers and everything like that. Here, you don't have to do with any of the BS that modern Pokemon card game has. You just build your decks. You can build them however you want, as long as you have the cards for it. And um, you can also have machines build decks for you if you're not really inclined to, you know, if you're not like inclined to build your own or if you don't really know how to like understand deck building engines or anything like that. The game will do the work for you. It's fine. Um, this deck that I'm using in the footage you see right now, if you're watching live, is one of my two favorite types, which are grass and psychic, which also includes ghosts in the Pokemon game. It's really weird. Um, one of those things that they sim- simplified when they made the card game uh, because ghosts and psychic share the same like quote unquote typing in the card game. Which creates some really interesting interactions um, between Pokemon that normally wouldn't have them. So like, for instance, Lickitung, which is resistant, it completely is immune to ghost type attacks, right? So it resists ghost types. But if you're facing like a Lickitung in the card game um, and you have like a Kadabra, which is a psychic type that shares the same typing symbol as the ghost type, Lickitung will still resist that type, quote unquote. So it's a whole new kind of strategy that you have to like build around and things like that. Um, which I found really fun. And I, I love reliving those kind of like brain scratcher moments um, in in this game. And the soundtrack. Oh my gosh. I wish I had like thought ahead. I mean, I did record it with volume or with audio, but you know, there's a lot of stuff that we've been playing with audio today. So I don't want to like, you know, do make you go back and forth between all the scenery sure, and sure, sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when you whenever you get the chance, anybody listening right now, please go to YouTube and just look up. Pokemon TCG OST. It is stellar. It is so great. Um, in fact, it's so good that one time I was playing Pokemon Unite and my chat was just like, what is a song? It's a banger. And I'm just like, oh, this don't thing? You know, it's like 20 years old, but I can tell you, I can hook you onto it. Like, <laughs> Let me, we're going to learn today. You know? Education. <laughs> well, that's cool. Uh, how, so is this, is it all, is everything you're playing right now a brand new iteration of this right well that's not even the right way to phrase that question is this a new version of something that already exists or is this just like a new system that they have built um i'm having trouble articulating my question but i I don't think i understand the question this game is a virtual like the they turned the, the official actual tabletop trading card game into a video game and this is the first time they've done anything like this it's the first time Pokemon did anything like it. Cool. Yeah. Because that, that this, game, this game originally came out in the Game Boy Color. It was, I think, I think it was after, like, not right after Yellow, but it was somewhere around there. And then they came out with, like, Pokemon Pinball. I'm not actually sure of the order of those events, but it was, like, Yellow, Pinball, and Trading Card Game. Cool. Um, I just wasn't sure if this was, like, ba- like, loosely based off of the Game Boy game or if it was, like, a totally... <laughs> You know, no, this, it's like the game game. that came out in 99 or 2000. No, this is the original, like, this is the original, like, TCG, like, this is the virtual console. So, this is the actual Game Boy Color game that came out, and it's based on the actual card game back then. So, the imagery yeah. that you see on the screen, like, of these card arts, those are straight up pixelized, like, representations of the actual cards. Like, if you were to Google, like, original Sanshu card, you would see that very image, but, like, you know, paint, not pixel. Right. And I thought that was really clever how they recreated, like, almost exactly like the the art of the cards they're so recognizable and they're super iconic 
And you get to flip coins all the time. I mean, that doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, it's kind of rigged. I actually, I was really, because when I recorded this footage, I was like, this is going to go so poorly. I'm going to lose in like the first three rounds to like coin flips and everything. And uh, no, it actually went pretty, pretty swimmingly. I was actually pleasantly surprised. Nice. Uh, uh, but what's really cool about this too, is that like, there are specific cards that were made just for this Game Boy game. So there are cards in the game that don't exist in real life. Oh, that's cool. Because yeah, they, they would have properties like this would do this at random. Like, and so it would use RNG to like determine, you know, which target the thing was attacking and stuff. Uh, so it was really interesting to see. I think that's the first time. I don't think that anything else has done anything like that for a card game, you know, like that also exists in real life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think Magic the Gathering, the arena, you know, the virtual that has like only arenaized, like you can only play that there, like in the virtual space. And they don't have like, like everything in there is like a one to one representation of what you can find in real life. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool too. That is cool. Uh, well, excellent. Well, that is the Pokemon. Okay. Well, can you say the name of it again? <laughs> Pokemon Trading Card Game. Okay. Great. It's so easy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on the virtual, it's the, oh gosh, it's the virtual so it's console. Not... Okay. Yes, on the Nintendo Switch. So Not if you have um, Nintendo Switch Online, then you can, you know, download the Game Boy Virtual Console, and it is one of the games that you can play on that. Hell yeah, we made it. I don't know why I just couldn't articulate any of those words. I call this I mean, Pokemon. I'm just so flustered. It's technically not the virtual console anymore. It's just that we we still call it that. So. Well, yeah. I mean, how could you not though? It's, <laughs> it's it is a virtual console. I don't know what else. What is the what is to call it? Are, are we... I mean, they literally want us to call everything on their Nintendo Switch Online, all huh. of it. Uh, you yeah. know, there's a there's a pretty all big website that recently changed its name, <laughs> and I don't I I don't care what the new name is because I'm not I'm never gonna say you know it's Sandstone Amphitheater. I will never say that Sandstone Amphitheater that. in Kansas City. It hasn't been named Amphitheater. that in like 20 years, but it will always be Sandstone Amphitheater. The Sprint Center, which is no longer the Sprint Center, will always be the Sprint Center. Uh, you know, so. Yeah, so I mean, there sometimes is a little you just call stuff there. whatever you want. There, there's, a, there's a little tiny copy out there. So it is it is Nintendo Switch Online for everything, but you do, like, they call it by its its system. So it's like Game Boy, Nintendo Switch Online, Super Nintendo, Nintendo Switch Online. So uh, yeah. I'm still calling it Virtual Console, though. <laughs> I would, too. Uh, okay, well, cool. Then we, uh, to do a quick recap for anybody who missed the names of those, I talked about Diablo 4. Vilos talked about Coffee Talk Episode 2, as well as Final Fantasy 16, and Sav uh, briefly talked about Blue, Brotoco uh, Blue Protocol, not not Protocol, that would be the a Devolver digital game, um, Blue Protocol and the Pokemon trading card game for the Game Boy Color. Hell yeah. Uh, great. We did it. Uh, so that's everything that we've been playing. Um, Chad, if you want to let us know what you've been playing, we've got a dedicated channel in our discord we always want to hear uh, about people's stories the thing that made them laugh cool screenshots that you'd like to share all that good stuff uh oh and i hear a fire truck coming outside so i gotta be quick uh we're gonna take a quick break before we talk about our party topic covering gamescom we'll see you guys in just another minute Woo. Woo. yeah Oh, I hit a button. Thank you, Odysseus. Uh, yeah, it was a quieter fire fire uh, truck than usual. We've been able to keep our uh, windows open recently when it's not sweltering. And 
the fire truck scares the pants off of our cat. She does not wear pants anymore. It's crazy. She used to, um, but no longer. So, gosh. Yeah. Vilas, you're always like, hey, can you guys hear my fan? Straight up, I don't think I've heard the fan once since you asked that question earlier. <laughs> I mean, I mute my mic when I'm not talking, so... Oh, well, you're doing great. I mean, I guess I can hear it now that I'm looking for it, but, like, I'm always so worried about this damn fire <laughs> truck. We live right next to a fire station. Uh, Vilas is fan when we're not paying attention. Vilas is fan when we are paying attention. Ah! <laughs> Look at me! <laughs> <laughs> it's not even like whispering it's it's just talking shit in the background uh, yeah. i'm gonna go refill my water real quick uh we'll be back in just a minute um chat we've got uh got a survival game that vilos i'm glad you pointed it out because i might have missed it um since at first when i listened to my gamescom coverage i only listened to it i didn't watch it i was listening to the audio on youtube which like hell yeah youtube for now allowing people it's been like this for a little while but allowing people to listen with the app closed or with my phone screen off you know um wait when did you do that at least you, you have to have premium though oh, shoot, i forgot i yeah. have premium so yes yeah. well it's worth it i guess <laughs> you uh, raised my hopes and dashed them quite expertly <laughs> yeah i <laughs> forgot my bad oh man uh, well i'm glad you corrected me because i would have been saying that for weeks uh, and people on YouTube being like, what the hell? Dude. I, uh, yeah. We had a friend of ours, uh, I'm HyperFam, who streams on Twitch and Facebook, but sometimes he only streams on Facebook. And that's a real shame for me because if I don't have the app focused on my phone, then I can't hear it. It just closes the stream. It's such a huge bummer. I wish you could window it or or whatever. I don't know. But Facebook, I'd, I'd tune in more if you made a better app. <laughs> just quit making me unable to use the website. Uh, okay, I'm going to go get my water real quick. Uh, but yeah, we've got a survival game that uh, I'm excited to tell you all about. It's great.
All right, there we go. We're back, baby. Hey. You guys missed a lot of lewd jokes. It was great. Uh, Man. You know, you know, I saw something uh, I really liked on Bats is um, somewhere on the internet the other day <laughs> that was like, uh, lewdness is not consent. And I was like, I like that. That's succinct. Mm-hmm. And consent's important. I think a lot of people uh, think that that lewdness is consent, like all jokes aside. Uh, I think it is very important to recognize that line because a lot of people on the internet do not respect that. That's when you punch them right in the fucking face. Yeah, yeah that's 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 why you wear boots. They're for hey, kicking, there you, go. you know? <laughs> I thought they were for walking. Well, <laughs> there are lots of kinds of shoes. More, you know. There, there are shoes for kicking fascists. <laughs> there are shoes for walking. There are uh, dummy mommy heels. Whatever Lady Dimitrescu. 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 There we go. Thank you. Is wearing. Um, yeah, but uh, but none of those are for walking. They have. She's one not wearing purpose. any shoes. She's just naturally nine foot tall. <laughs> what if you look up <laughs> under her dress and her legs are actually very short? She's her heels are like. Two and a half feet tall. <laughs> They're stilts. These these stilts are made for stomping. Okay, let's see. All right, let me get Spotify out of here. Um, all right, <clears throat> Vilas, you ready to take the lead on this one? That I am. I totally forgot to uh, mute the stream. So yes, now I can actually hear us like normal people. Hey, it's us. <laughs> all right. What are you so- talking about? Talking about. <laughs> 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 so yeah, tonight we have a particular party topic that is uh, Gamescom, which is actually like the the layman gamer may not always know what Gamescom is. Uh, it's pretty much the show after Tokyo Game Show, which was always after E3. Now we don't have E3. Tokyo Game Show is just like a thing. It's lesser than it used to be. Um, but Gamescom is pretty much a celebration uh of a lot of developers and specifically i'm on the gamescom site right now to have some of the mission statement info and stuff it's really cool um for example in 2022 265,000 people went through gamescom from 100 different countries 100 different countries and out of that um 1100 exhibitors uh were there and those people were from 53 of those countries um and this is again. This is in Cologne, Germany. So it's it's largely oh, so not stinky Germany. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, it's it's really all about the developers. Um, usually, we get end of the year announcements or the final progress updates on the big games that are releasing in the last four or five months of the year. Uh, this year, we actually got a surprising amount of twenty twenty four game information, but. It's usually that last part of the year that's just like, hey, you know what? Holiday season's coming. This is it. Uh, so we, we got a lot of good info and, and mostly demos instead of just trailers uh, of these upcoming games. So we've got uh, a few things to talk about. And it's still going, so I'm sure we'll talk about some of this stuff next week. But yeah, Gamescom is tight. Yes, yeah, cool. It's, it's in a fun spot where... Uh... You know, it's like literally across the world. Uh, so it does give a lot of developers, like it historically has featured a lot more developers who are from Europe uh, and that general region. Um, you do have a lot of big names. You know, Jeff Keighley 
did the opening night live so you know he's running all of his friends up there you know bill spencer todd howard ed boone every time uh you know could demon be there if he was making a game next year or i don't know actually i'm surprised now that i didn't see him but i mean death stranding 2 stuff is going to be game awards no doubt yeah so no he... doubt about it like no not uh, this year but you know it was your uh, your typical keely joint big premieres uh little like sort of interviews in between um lots of reveals and revisits uh we saw the unveiling of little nightmares 3 which i learned uh all of the trailers for each of those games has the first trailer has have been released at Gamescom each of those years. So that's where they always debut that stuff. Uh, so they did that again this year, which was cool. Uh, of course, we saw Ubisoft there. Of course, Ubisoft's a French company. I mean, they're they're all over the world, but uh, they're based in France originally. Uh, they released a big trailer for uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage, which I wanted to point out, even though I don't, um, I don't play, I haven't played an Assassin's Creed game in ages. Uh, we had somebody in chat the other day telling us about it. It, I guess the main character is someone who's from Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And um, they were they gave me the impression that you need to play Valhalla to understand who that character is. Uh, but of course, the games are so big so, that I wonder if Ubisoft was like, oh, we can't, we can't make them too closely related because people aren't going to go play a 50-hour game just to meet, you know, just as an intro to, to Mirage. But uh, that game takes place in 9th century Baghdad, which uh, I think that most people um, in our audience might not know that Baghdad used to be one of the most advanced technological cities in the world. Uh, it was a long, long time ago, but like Baghdad was like the capital of the scientific and religious world. Uh, it, was, it was the place to be uh, at the end of the 9th century. So this game takes place during the 9th century. At the end of the 9th century, uh, it was the biggest city on earth. So a very exciting place for them to have picked uh, as the setting for this game. I'll be excited to see this stuff. I mean, I just like the history of Assassin's Creed. I like all the care that goes into that as someone who thinks that history is really exciting. Um, games like this are a wonderful uh, kind of backdoor into getting people in excited in the history, right? Because you make a fun game first, and then they realize that, oh, history is actually pretty cool. So this stuff is always exciting to me um, because there's a there's a an almost a, a gold mine, almost a literal gold mine of of content um, in places like this. So I'm excited to see what it is. Uh, will I play it? Probably not. I haven't played Assassin's Creed or Far Cry or any of those big Ubisoft games in, in ages, but trailer looked cool. You know, it's an Assassin's Creed game. You probably have an, an opinion on that um, already. They, uh, I, I think that was the first trailer for it. I know we knew that it was coming out, and I, I'm probably wrong about that, but I do know that the trailer we saw is new. So if you're interested, go check that out. Uh, I didn't mean to talk about that so early, so let's bounce over to one of you guys. Uh, Vilos, you got some stuff on here. What do you want to talk about? Yeah, there, there are a few different interesting things. Uh, I think for me, it, it was uh, kind of about going in order uh, of the stuff I remember. So... Uh, Zack Snyder, I love him as a filmmaker. Um, and a friend. I love he... him as a friend. <laughs> I mean, I love listen. him as a lover. Oh my god, you guys are just making it worse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, I got that. I got that special slow motion Snyder cut. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. I'll preface it with saying I am not a Zack Snyder faithful. Like, if we're talking Justice League, then then no, I'm not one of those people. But 
I have a, a deep respect for Snyder films, uh, in particular the ones that people don't watch. Uh, but he did bring in Rebel Moon, which is interesting in a couple ways, and Jeff Keighley really tried, but I, unfortunately it was probably the worst interview of Gamescom uh, opening night. Uh, Zack Snyder didn't know what the hell he was saying, but he showed off Rebel Moon. He was which very is excited, this... though. <laughs> I mean, he was excited, but he was also like, what do you want me to say? It's like, dude, did did you not have a script in a rehearsal before this? It happened like three that's times during exactly. it that he's like, and yeah. here it is. And Keely was like, no, 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 hold on. Wait. Like, but actually, I have a question. This we'll is an get interview. to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Rebel Moon, it looks legit. It's a Netflix uh, a two-movie thing. Uh, I think we get one this year and one next year uh, with a connected universe game. And it's basically... All the sci-fi shit that you want. It's Dune plus Serenity plus Sucker Punch. We got no details or visuals of the game, but the movie itself looks pretty sweet. Uh, like, it's a lot. Sucker Punch used to be, like, when it first came out, I was obsessed with that movie. And yeah. actually, one of my... Uh, I've actually done a Sweet Pea cosplay from Sucker Punch. And so, you hearing you say that gets me really excited. I mean, it's it's completely apparent in this in the trailer it's very obvious uh it's very snyder uh throughout hopefully it's written decently uh there's the the main characters are people of color like that's it's a lot of really great things involved here and clearly netflix put a lot of money in into this uh, I'm I'm really excited to see what the the game is going to be if it's going to be one to one with the movie or not because the interview, uh, as I said, <laughs> was so fucking awkward that it was we couldn't get any actual information about the game. So, and here it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so the game is probably around. Uh, it's that's probably going to be like late 2024. We have no info on it, but otherwise the movie looks rad. Uh, there's no doubt that I'm watching it. Um, it. It hits all the things that I like to see. Wait, isn't uh, I mean, that the guy from The Witcher? Witcher? Like the short, beardy dude? Don't know exactly. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of things are happening. This is actually the first time I've seen this trailer. Of course, the sound's not on, but uh, I mean, it's Me too. Cool. I haven't seen this yet either. That really caught me off guard. I recognize some of the people in this, though. Oh yeah, there's a there's a ton of memorable faces here, but I mean it's got everything. There's there's lightsabery things in this. Literally every shot of this trailer is derivative epic, of something epic, you've AF. seen before. Jaimin yeah. Hansu, for fuck's sake, is in this. Like he's he's the the guy he's always playing in every movie he's ever in. Uh, it's it's gonna be fun at the very least. Uh, it, it sucks that it's Netflix specific, but hey, nah, it it's what fine. It is. What are you gonna do? Yeah. What was the yeah. um the other thing that tried to do something like this, where it was like a TV series that was also a game? Oh God, what was it called? It was sci-fi. There was like space. I mean, it wasn't Doom involved. Uh, Dune was no, no. It was I like mean, on Hulu. Oh gosh, I don't know. We'll have to come back to this though because I am interested yeah. in that, and I'll wanna I'll wanna watch whatever you're talking about. I mean, there's a goddamn hippogriff right there. It's even pulling in Harry Potter. For- Harry Potter fans, like, come on, There's, dude! Yeah, this is the greatest. Like, hits. What? Oh man, hippogriffs <laughs> are exclusive to Harry Potter, though. I don't think that's true. No, no. But a lot of people would recognize them, you know. Yeah. Uh, 
it's like it's like when you know not every bow and arrow person is Katniss from the Hunger Games, but when <laughs> when you frame it a certain <laughs> way, there, yeah. you know every Fair. Hunger Games fan's like, oh sweet, it's Katniss. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so let's see. That's yeah. Rebel Moon. Um, Rebel so it's, Moon. it starts as a Netflix um, show, show movie. It's straight up uh, two different movies, Good. Uh, and and I'm sure they're going to be like a full year apart. Probably, I, I it's going to show the date here. I think uh, December twenty second uh, is part one. Yeah, there we go. Defiance and part two is it was April nineteenth. Ah, uh, yes, Blazer. And it was on Sci Fi, not Hulu. <laughs> uh, hell yeah! There we go. So yeah, five months apart. Cool. So that looks fun. We're going to see games after that. Uh, they're building a whole big universe. Um, so we'll see whatever's going to happen after that. But cool. I mean, I like what I saw. Uh, you know, it looks like the typical Z- Sny- uh, Snyder stuff that I like. So cool. You know, cautiously optimistic. Of course, with game IPs, it can go either way. But, uh, you know, Netflix pumped money into Arcane, uh, turned a game that I really didn't expect to be such a good show into such a good show so um here the just the difference is that they're making the game and the movie essentially at the same time uh of course the movie will be out first but uh it is so instead of an adaptation they're starting fresh with the plan to build the movie and the games all at once which is interesting i mean there's the thing you mentioned sav uh that i that i don't recognize but it doesn't happen very often so um worst case scenario we get to see a modern attempt at uh building from the ground up an ip that wants to do everything so let's see if they can spend enough money to make people love it you know i think what's going to be really neat to see is like if if it's like you suggested where if it's going to be like a one-to-one like recreation or if they do try to go the road of defiance which i believe the choices that players made in the game affected the show oh well you know uh i think that was like their whole thing was like uh quantum break tried kind of but it tried yeah i mean it's it was like uh you know it kind of sort of did it the same way that the xbox um x whichever one was supposed to be uh you know it was supposed to replace television and stuff <laughs> they had big plans that was well, I mean, which console it's gonna you be your what your <laughs> only entertainment center like <laughs> you're never gonna turn on espn again because it's right here on the on the thing you can watch didn't, all we, he, didn't we tally like how many times he said those words like i think he said entertainment i think he said the word entertainment like 50 times it would be fun to have a stream where we just go back oh. and make a bingo card from like what we think like what our memory says we're gonna see um like no joke that actually would be a lot of fun um we we do have starfield around the corner and i've been thinking about having another starfield stream where we brainstorm those uh all those role-playing things that i like so much give people ideas of characters to make uh, different quirks to give their characters so i might I might uh do that uh i mean we have like one week left but make a bingo card from all the starfield stuff we also saw starfield mentioned a ton of times during this show because of course it's right around the corner um there's more information for those who seek it uh that you can find on the internet you can also find that in our discord we've got a big um you know we've got plenty of discussion on starfield uh I, I won't spoil any of the stuff in there, but if you want to know more about the first, I don't know, hour or two, maybe, of the game, uh, it is demoable for, for people at Gamescom. So we will be hearing more about that. The embargo for the game is up next Friday. 
So that's when we'll hear reviews officially out. Not just first yeah, books, I mean, some, but some of us will be playing on the first. So indeed, uh, yeah. I I got to go purchase the I got to go pre-purchase <laughs> that so I can do it too. <laughs> and and just an FYI, if you didn't see, uh, I think it was it wasn't Serta. It was one of the mattress brands made a chair to play Starfield in. What? Do you see that? No, I. Oh didn't. my god! Yeah, it's part of the Gamescom coverage. Uh, so. Uh, we could we could drop that in Discord later, but it was amazing. It was like a blocky ass sci fi mattress chair, and <laughs> ten out of ten would sit in. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's a great sentence. Okay, well, that was Rebel Moon and Starfield Two. Uh, Sab, do you have one you want to pull out of the hat here? Why, yes, out of this hat. Um, so. I didn't really get a chance to like watch a lot of like the Gamescom footage or anything like that um, since I was like so busy doing other things with the moving of the Ohio and all that whatnot. But um, of the stuff and I did Ohio's see, Ohio's a lot stuff... heavier than than people say. Moving the whole yeah, I mean, are... people a, a lot of people think that it's like helium based for some reason. I'm not really sure why, but you know, they mix up the periodic table of elements. They think HI, you know, O's on either side, and the HI is helium. It's not, you know. I think that's pretty understandable. Yeah. Valus is over here like, please. Please, please stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> this is the sound of all the non-scientists turning off the show. <laughs> uh, um, so one that really caught my eye was like, um, I'm going to talk about the, I, I don't know how to say it though. Lisfanga? Lisfanga? I think it's Lisfanga. It says Lisfanga? it in the trailer. So if we go back and listen to it, um, we can, which I appreciate it. I love it when the game tells me how to say it when it's not super yes. obvious. Uh, I think it is Lisfanga, but we can go back and we can check the footage. That's good stuff, huh? It is. It's, oh my gosh. So I was watching the trailer and every... I know when a trailer makes me react to like dropping my jaw and like flailing my hands, I'm just like, okay, this is like day one, $100 Founders Pack edition. <laughs> like it's kind of one of those things, but it takes so many things on my bingo card. It's got, first of all, um, a POC lead, a black woman lead, which is like the... It's like a three by three square on my bingo card. So, <laughs> and then it's got like the hack and slash. I love hack and slashes and beat em ups and things like that. Um, it's got Greek mythology, which everybody had their Greek mythology phase. Mine just never went away, you know? You know? And um, it's, it just looks so, so, so pretty. And, and it has time travel mechanics like Prince of Persia-y stuff. So oh, hell yeah. It, it opens up like so many different strategies. You can do so many stylish combos. And I didn't really get a good look at the arsenal that you'd have at your disposal, but I imagine that you'll have different like weaponry that you get to try. And maybe you can switch weaponry in the middle of your time combos. And so you'll be like starting off with like a spear and then suddenly your clone will have like a sword or something like, ah, I'm just throwing at them out. Yes. And my cosplay itch is a tingling. I need, I need, to cosplay her i have to they definitely presented it a whole lot like uh, a hades totally. for sure yeah i was getting a lot of hades it's like it's like hades and um what was that one phoenix hades and Immortals. phoenix yeah. yeah it's like they had a baby and then it was painted like godfall yeah uh it's pretty and it's like this it's this wonderful aesthetic that i like in games that can go either way like it reminds me of phantom abyss or gunfire reborn where even when the game is like dark like even when you're looking at a dark environment it's all very easy to see like everything almost as bright anyway you know and it's got this crisp clean look to it that i find very easy on the eyes um sometimes when games add a lot of extra detail um i, I can get lost 
for me. I mean, I've talked about that not just with level design, but with like games that have like a lot of numbers or a ton of particle effects. Sometimes that's hard for me to see. Uh, so the art style of this game is super appealing to me, very clean. Uh, but yeah, Hades vibes for sure. I know that we had we had seen something about this before. I've got um, YouTube up. It says uh, the first trailer from this was from two months ago. Um, but I hope to see more. Uh, we got a, let's see, I have it written down somewhere. The release date is early 2024. So, you know, that's still a, a broad period of time, but sure glad it's not this year because we don't have time to play a lot. Uh, oh, you are so right about that. Yeah, yeah. We could talk about that for a whole nother pod. We already talked about it once, but the nice thing about this Gamescom is, uh, like Vilos mentioned before, this kind of puts a pin in a lot of the conversations of the final games of 2023. So this is pretty much the last big uh, conversation about what we're still going to see this year. Um, in in December, on whatever day, they announced the day December. for the, December. December. Sorry. <laughs> Surrender. <laughs> uh, they, uh, Keely announced the day. It's Thursday, whatever, probably the 8th or something around there of December um, for the Game Awards. So we'll be able to look back at everything that's come out this year. Hopefully we hear more about just, you know, we, hopefully we don't just hear about Starfield just because people want to talk about it. But uh, Let's see. So that is uh, Lisfanga all before later. Uh, I'll make sure to get a, a word check. Out. I also want to say that this trailer like hit a, like, a special chord within me for reasons um, that we'll see later. Like there was a, some, some elements in there that made me really happy personally. Uh -huh. um, but we will we'll talk about those a little later. Well, then I'll... Uh... I'll take the mic back here and I'll talk about another game uh, that I still have not played that has received constant updates over the past two, three years. Uh, that game is Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, they are coming out very soon. I didn't write the release date here. Uh, with Cyberpunk 2.0, it is a big overhaul of all their existing systems. Everything that I'm about to read off to you um, will be available for anyone who owns the game. You don't have to buy any DLC or anything. This comes out for everybody. So check out all these quality of life updates. I'm going to read the whole list. Um, included in the base game are a dangerous new district, dozens of new stories, uh, story quests, and gigs, vehicle combat, and mounted weaponry. Uh, a revamped police system, a combat AI overhaul. Okay, we're we're about halfway done with this list. Those are all huge things. Like, new area, new all this stuff. A combat AI overhaul? That's such a big thing to release after the game's already been out. Honestly, I wish more studios did that. I wish more studios continued to update based on people's feedback. Um, endless dynamic events and missions, redesigned cyberware and perks, and all-new relic skill tree and abilities an increased level cap, and over 100 new items, including weapons, cyberware, and fashion. Uh, so awesome. As someone who has not played the game yet and has owned it since day one, lol, um, this is great. The game just keeps getting better and better. <laughs> like, the, the version that I'm going to play is going to be the absolute best version of the game, and I love it. So just a reminder, uh, it comes out September 26th, uh, and the the funny thing is, though, that we still don't know exactly how much of those new improvements play into it because it's it's it is technically an update 2.0, but it's more so Phantom Liberty expansion. Yeah. So, so yeah, but I mean, 
Yeah, everybody wants to eat yourself up. So what I'm yeah. really like glad about is that it's like you know an actual 2.0 instead of just like they're slapping two on the game and it hasn't changed at all. Like some games out there. Okay, let's let's watch it there. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what game you're. Yeah, you know about, what? I am I'm kind of over it. it. Guys. Yep. We're simple. <laughs> what people, are you doing? You know, <laughs> low hanging fruit. Um, oh my God. That was great. Uh, okay. Are we predictable or are we both just really funny? I think we're both just really funny. Uh, okay. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> no comment. Uh, so yeah, it really is nice that we have all these quality of life updates. I just wanted to mention that for anybody uh, who is looking to jump back into that as if we don't have enough open world games to play. But again, it's totally free. This update is, is in the, it was discussed with, the new DLC, but all of those changes will be seen in the rest of the game too. I was just shocked the fact that that was free. Like I just figured they'd find some way to make that paid content, you know, because that seems like a lot of work, like a lot of work. Maybe they're just like taking a page out of Baldur's Gate's book and like, you know, not monetizing every little tiny thing that they can possibly get their grubby little hands on, you know, like people, one of the big things that like happened when Baldur's Gate first came out was like, you know, um, other developers were like, quote unquote, criticizing it and being like, oh, well, you know, they did this and this and this. And then people are like, why are you complaining about that? They released a fully developed product that worked when it arrived and it doesn't like, you know, try to nickel and dime you at every like point of the game. And it's fully fledged content. Like it's worth the whole entire price of the game. Like people are so satisfied with how this works and developers are afraid that it's setting a scary precedent oh no, you can't release a game with an in-game store or a battle pass? Ah, like, why is that scary to you? <laughs> I mean, it's really funny, though, because this this is still a game that had an incredible uh, entry point as far as sales go. And even with the shutoff from PlayStation Store and stuff like that, they sold over 20 million copies as of September of last year. <laughs> so it's probably at about 25 million copies right now. So, That's crazy. So they're so they are fine, and they're sitting on this humongous wad of cash, and they are cool with giving us the quality that, that we deserve this whole time. So, very worth it. It's pretty cool. Uh, well, that's Cyberpunk 2077. Seems cool. Wasn't expecting to hear news that I would be excited about. I mean, the DLC's cool, but since I haven't played the game yet, it's not like I'm itching for DLC. So, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, and then, Vilos, let's, uh, let's throw the ball back in your court. I don't know. I can't uh, settle on a metaphor here. Maybe it's a microphone. Maybe it's a basketball. <laughs> maybe. Uh, yeah. My next one is uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Uh, this is a 2024 game uh, coming out February 1st of 2024. Uh, but you guys know that I love JRPGs, and what? holy shit, this is this is like the next big one. Oh, Mr. Um, Sarah, we say ARPGs now. Listen, this one is an ARPG, unfortunately. I don't normally play ARPGs, but uh, this is very much, um, very much like the Tales of series as far as like art style. But it's just absolutely jaw-droppingly pretty. Uh, colossal boss fights uh, are in this, and of course, uh, the last but not least situation of they announced a collector's edition. That holy shit, I need it. Um, I don't remember the price, but it's probably at least one hundred and fifty dollars and. Man, this guy's a collector. Yeah, it's going to be a thing that I that I have to have. Um, 
but you know, it's it's a JRPG. You've got fucking airships and you're killing gods like classic. Come on. Classic. Come on. I'm going to play it. Uh it's definitely going to be a, a really great thing to get into. Um it's not 2D, which like most of this year's big JRPGs were 2D. Uh, and not even actually Japanese, like, uh, you know, Chained Echoes and, and Sea of Stars, which is coming out next week. So, uh, yeah, the, this is the, the next good 3D JRPG that I'm looking forward to. And it's not a, it's not technically not a remake. Wow, that so. boss was not very is good at aiming this... that laser. <laughs> okay, I think you just answered my question for me, Vilas. I was about to ask, yeah. is this the first time that Grand Blue has, like, stepped outside of, like... Yes. The first um, time it's been this kind of fighting game genre sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a different take on the series, so it's looking good. Sweet. Uh, it's the grandest blue yet. Am I doing? This uh... right? um, <laughs> I did think that it was grand blue for a while. Uh, like even <laughs> when I saw people type it, I was like, "Wow, funny that everybody's spelling it wrong." I, the person who doesn't know anything about the franchise. <laughs> know how to spell it <laughs> surely it is the children who are wrong <laughs> <laughs> right. uh cool so that's uh that's grand blue fantasy Sob, do you want to take one again yeah yeah so speaking of like open world experiences um the next one i'm going to be talking about is the crimson desert which um funnily enough is designed by oh gosh what are they called the pearl oh, pearl abyss thank you pearl abyss i was gonna say like the the black pearl <laughs> <laughs> definitely um not the case but pearl abyss who is notoriously known well not notoriously but because you know it's favorable but you know they are known uh for their mmo rpgs so we had like what the black desert online um and other stuff i'm sure but this uh the crimson desert i don't know what their you know fascination is with deserts but crimson desert gonna be an open world um mostly single player experience it's not gonna be an mmo um, I've still seen conflicting news as to whether or not there will be some kind of like multiplayer element. Um, like older news says that like the MMO has been axed, but there will still be multiplayer elements. And then like newer news seems to have the consensus that it's going to be like a completely single player experience. So I'm not really sure where to like where that lies as far as that goes. Um, but everything that you've come to expect from like a modern RPG can be found in this game. Like, and I mean everything like house building marketing like you know deciding your own fate like you can really just live out the, the life that you want <laughs> i can't you know. believe they added deciding your own fate into this game i've that's, well, you, honestly uh, that's been missing from too many games if you want to fight gods or if you just want to be a little fisher farmer man for the rest of your life you know you have your option here in, in in the crimson desert hey i get that sometimes you just want to be anonymous you know like quit asking i know that i'm really powerful i know i'm the dragonborn would you quit bringing it up I'm just Steve, you know? Let me live Not my Steve. life. <laughs> they call it's me a hermit like the, uh, for, for a reason. Have you have you seen the, like, it's like an old Tumblr post of, like, an anime character trying to dodge every, like, rite of passage to becoming, like, a main protagonist? Like, she's born with, like, pink hair and blue eyes, and she's just, like, spending her whole life trying to dodge becoming the main character of, like, different anime. <laughs> it is so funny. That's good. But what you said reminded me of that. Like, I'm just trying to live a peaceful life. But you are the chosen one. No, I'm not. No. Well, maybe I am, but I don't want to be. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. Oh, man. Um, and before anyone asks, yes, you can pet the animals. Yes. I just, I just wanted to make sure that people knew that. Thank you for clarifying. You can pick up the cat. Straight up pick it up. I mean, that's... 
That's a game That's changer. unrealistic. Sure. Cats don't be picked <laughs> up. No, <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, online with me and a picture of me actually holding Harlow somewhere. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, Crimson Desert looks like it's got that really high uh, production value that the other desert games have. You know, Black Desert Online. I mean, they have their ray tracing on. You know, RTX is fully functional. They do. Like, yeah, this definitely. Oh, look, more airships. Oh, hell yeah. This is an airship game. I saw them. Um, actually, Honestly, like, I'm getting, I'm getting, like, ARPG, like, I know, I know this comparison is, like, beaten to the ground, but it's just giving me... It's giving Dark Souls. It really is. I'm sorry. It is. Okay, wow. Um, but, I mean, I'm pretty sure it showed in the trailer already, but, I mean, there's literally Tears of the Kingdom. Actually, there was just another clip of there's some sort of ability that is, like, the hand oh, dude, you sort can, of situation. You can but you can also hop, you can hop off of uh, the land and, and fall exactly. Oh, here it is. Oh right no, here. he just Yoshi the yeah, horse. I know. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. no, this guy's a villain. Yes, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Um, it was actually his wife. We've been looking for her, dude. Yeah, I re- yeah. I saw the Yoshi thing. Her. I was like, that's crazy. You know, if you have the power of flight, you don't need to sacrifice your horse every time you jump off a cliff. <laughs> Look, listen, uh, it's like what we're talking about with Final Fantasy 16, the racism, and now there's animal cruelty. Like, come on. Wow. wow. This is a great show. We're just really showing off the best we got, you know? Gamescom! <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. They're going to ban us. They're, they're going to they're gonna be like, we didn't even care that you played YouTube footage. We, But, wow. Like, you really trash-talked this. Uh, the, we're going to get a message from Keeley. He's like, please don't ever restream my events. <laughs> You're not welcome in Cologne. <laughs> yeah. oh. We might be welcome on stage. Knowing his track record. Oh, I did mean to bring that up. Uh, yeah, somebody rushed the stage to be to say something about uh, six, uh, Grand Theft Auto Six, and Keeley like coolly, you know, got the microphone away and was just like, "I'm really disappointed about this." I mean, he was still shook. Like you can oh, tell, you can he's tell. just like so angry. Dude, why does he not have better security? Like this is going to happen especially after this time, people are going to try to jump on the stage every single time he runs an event. It's just not going to be open to the public anymore. I'm surprised it was open this year. Well, I mean, this time it was probably like Germany itself being like, bro, this is Germany this time. And and that was it, you know. Yeah. They're probably like, oh, stupid Americans, whatever. But Yeah, he, he just, uh, you know, got to do something about it because it's not going to get any better. It's not getting any better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I just the camera wanted that, that that's what he got on stage to say. It wasn't even funny. Yeah. yeah, it's just for the memes, you know how it is. Uh, but speaking of airships, I want to talk about that survival game that I teased uh, to everybody that I think some people will be interested in. Uh, you can see some uh, some stuff in the trailer. Let me get this up here. Uh, but the game is, I poorly described it um, with the, the uh, Raven of Wisdom from uh, Valheim and uh, the musical symbol from um, from Don't Starve. Uh, that's supposed to be a musical bird. Well, a musical bird is the nightingale. Uh, so the uh, nightingale is the name of this uh, movie, I was going to say, of this game. Let's see if we can get it going. Sweet. Uh, we saw footage of this uh, a little bit ago, sometime earlier this year. Um, oh, it says uh, one year ago is what YouTube says was the uh, original reveal. We've got a game that's got magic and steampunky stuff. Uh, the web page, which is worth visiting if you find what I'm talking about interesting, it is playnightingale.com. Uh, the game describes itself, as, or actually, let's see, 
Uh, the game describes itself as a gas lamp fantasy world. So, uh, that's an intriguing take on like the like the steampunk as a genre, calling it like the gas lamp. That kind of reminds me of like the DC like you know alternate universes where they call it like the gaslight universe. Mm -hmm. So that's really neat. I like that. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, there's a lot to enjoy here. If you watch the trailer, you're going to see a bunch of things from uh, up to six player co-op uh running around in third and first person talking to people doing all sorts of combat against big and small enemies and crazy environments it really reminds me of remnant one and two um you're going through portals you've got crazy alien looking creatures um huge bosses a combination of combat and stuff and uh it just looks really interesting to me it also has uh it calls itself a survival game you can absolutely see some base building uh, I think in this video, but certainly on the video that uh, I watched on their website, uh, you can build a whole, like, I mean, it's less a house and it's more of, like, a a city, like, a town stacked on top. Like, it's a very dense, huge building. Um, so I'm very interested in that since I've been playing Valheim and just building for aesthetic purposes. The website does say that this game is... Um, Let's see, I'll, I'll read it to you verbatim because it's a little bit uh, ambiguous here. It says, uh, adventure solo or play cooperatively with up to six friends in an online shared world realmscape. That's a fancy way of saying that it's either a persistent shared world between you and your friends or you just invite people to your world and it's always your own. Um, unclear. It could go either way. Either way would be cool, though. Uh, it allows people to join or visit each other's realms freely because it can be a uh, it can be perilous to tra uh, traverse the multi-realmic void alone. Ooh, I had trouble reading that. Uh, but yeah, you can. Uh, the fact that it is totally playable, it sounds. Uh, solo mode. Oh, here's the building stuff I was talking about. Look at oh my gosh! Will you look at these things? Let's. This is crazy. Let's, let's rewind it. I cannot wait to fool around with that. Oh my gosh! I mean the. The building is cool, but like the boss fights. Dude, there's something here for everybody. For like, because so many survival games focus on hunger and, uh, you know, and and water and stuff and crops and and all this. And maybe that has this. I don't know. It says it's a survival game, and that can mean a lot of things. That could mean resource management, or it could just mean you know, survival horror is a genre that has nothing to do with food and hunger. Usually, it's usually. Like I mean, they were chopping wood and and getting other like stone resources and stuff. Well, it so. does say in here that uh you can build a town and a settlement and become um self sufficient. So that does imply that there's some sort of feedback loop of uh feeding yourselves and filling up other resource bars of some sort. Probably a place to sleep. But I'm really excited about this. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in here that looks familiar enough. But you know, like I think Remnant is a I had a lot of fun playing Remnant with Sav and Lord Chrome. Um, but I never saw it past like the first third maybe of that game. And that's okay. Uh, Remnant 2 looks good, but I just don't have the time to play that for a while. But this looks like Remnant plus my favorite mechanic from survival games, which is base building. So awesome. Um, and the fact that it has this uh, first person aesthetic instead of like a third person, which we see a lot in uh, these co-op big boss shooter games like remnant like uh um gosh i always forget the name but it outriders uh like that oh right 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 that's another third person shared world go on a mission together one anyway uh nightingale this game looks cool the website is worth visiting play nightingale.com 
Uh, if you're somebody in our community who'd like to play this, uh, the early access for this game, fortunately, doesn't come out till next February, I believe. Let's <gasps> well, that's good. That's a good thing. We already have too much. We have way too much to play. Yeah, but also waiting. It's fine. We have so much to keep us happy. Uh, I mean, you, if uh, if uh, you've got the time with Vincent to come play Small Land, we still got uh, we still got time to to play some more of that in our community. You know, as long as he doesn't tip twinkle toe off the ledge into a river, I'm fine. Oh my I will... gosh, you guys spent <laughs> over an hour trying to retrieve your stuff. Did you ever retrieve your stuff from that? I got, yeah, I got, I got, I got all his stuff back. My and gosh. I got my stuff back from when I died trying to get all his stuff back. Oh so my yes, goodness. the mission was completely successful. What a debacle. Uh, well, yeah, we've got plenty to keep us uh, occupied in the meantime. So early access is February 22nd of next year. So I'm looking forward to that. That's enough time for us to get ready. Um, I really am glad it's not coming out sooner than that. But that, again, that is early access. So uh, if you're not totally sure about buying the game, maybe wait. You know, I'm going to buy it because even if it's half broken, if I got five of my friends in there, I'm going to be happy no matter what the game looks like. Uh, so looking forward to that. You'll hear more. I'll, I'll put that in the back burner for a while, but um, we'll, we'll probably start that up just to gauge interest here real soon. Okay, uh, that's Nightingale. Vilos, let's bounce back over to you. Yeah, my last one... Um... Just before the show, I decided to go on YouTube, and man, that was a that was a choice. Um, my pick here is Dustborn. Dustborn basically looks like Road ninety six, which uh, we're familiar with. Uh, I still need to play it, but it's been on my list for a long time, uh, a solid year and a half. Uh, you know, Road ninety six was a, a game where you were uh, exploring a lot of political concepts, oh, some existential cool. storytelling, um, and a story that was basically all about your choices. Oh, well, wow. um, I've only watched five seconds of this. I've never seen it. And immediately <laughs> rode 96. Yeah. Yeah. So literally <laughs> Dustborn is uh, a cell shaded style, uh, very comic booky uh, visual game with uh, a really nice set of characters that we've seen so far. Uh, it's a road trip story, but the, the deal is that words, are powerful Whoa. and so your your actions your attacks and stuff like that are based on words you're saying and it it has different effects on people like you can actually control what uh how discussions happen in the game uh it's it's a little unclear in this from this trailer um but your your decisions are like it, it looks like your decisions your attacks even in basic combat uh actually do uh, pile on it and make things different for the rest of your playthrough. I don't know if this is going to be roguelike at all or if it's just a straight story. Um, they haven't said a whole lot about it, but it sounds like it has uh, great voice work. It's got some good writing, and it's uh, it's got a lot of poignant storytelling uh, tidbits, like social stuff going on right now. So um, some really cool stuff there that we see. Unfortunately, it's already... This trailer has gotten uh, a lot of flack on YouTube, uh, saying that it's it's trying to be too woke. But oh, gosh. Uh, as we know, that's that's a very obvious. Uh, uh. If if you want to know how people are taking it, don't like go to the YouTube and just look at the comments. But I guarantee you, it will enrage you. Uh, it's but, a shame that those people play video games. You know. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it's so toxic, so toxic. Um, but this game looks really cool. 
I'm really interested in what it's actually bringing <laughs> to the table because the trailer is unclear. But you see, crazy visually, chat asking, audio, like, is asking if uh, you use your boots that we talked about earlier. This is a game that would give you <laughs> fascism, fa- fascist kicking boots for it would. sure. Absolutely, but yeah, it's it's an authoritarian dystopia story, uh, and one of your one of your party members, so to speak, is is a fucking robot. So like, hell yeah, it's it's gonna hit a lot of really cool story beats. I'm sure. Coffee talk episode three on the road. <laughs> yes. Sorry, co- coffee talk to go is what it should be called. <laughs> no. No, I'm doing great. They've just. I was kind of. I was getting some. Uh, what was it called? As dusk falls, kind of from it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. It's definitely a road trip game and, and everything that comes along with it, for sure. That's cool stuff. Or like turn-based combat. Um, what was that game that Chris played? Uh, something 66? or the, he was, It was like a road trip game, Cell Shaded. I cannot remember. You're, oh, you're talking about Road 96, yeah. I, I, he did play it. Yeah, he did play a little bit of it, yeah. Okay, I thought it was longer. I'm thinking, <laughs> I think I might be thinking of two different games at once. Uh, <laughs> Probably. You might be. That, that is a replayable but very short game. I did not play it, but I've watched a bunch of people pretty much ha- go through entire short playthroughs. Uh, that looks cool. Um, let's see. Vilus, is that everything on your list here? I think we covered uh, everything. At least, yes. At least right there. Yeah, that was all my stuff. Uh, okay, Sav, let's bounce over to you. Yeah. Gonna... So I actually threw one out on my list because I don't actually care about it as much as I care about this one. So this one <laughs> um, is Sonic Superstars. Wow. I'm so, 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 so. Like, look, I have collector's Sonic stuff behind me, which you can't see on my tiny little camera, but it's there. And I have been waiting for another, like, co-op Sonic game for so long. I mean, Mania was, like, great and stuff, but, like, this you could play with up to four people. Actually, can you play with up to four people in Mania? I don't really know. Yes. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> but I never did. But now, now I have the chance to because it feels like this is like the the continuation of the rebirth that we've been waiting for. Like Sonic Mania was like a breath of fresh air and like all of the that like gave Sonic the kick in the pants that the game franchise needed right on the heels of the movie release and everything. Like Sonic is looking good, you know. And Superstars is like the little tiny cherry on the cake. The only problem is that that cherry is spoiled because it's local play only. Why in this world? It's almost 2024. Would you make a local only game? I mean, I mean, that's what uh, Gotham Knights did. And it was mega frustrating. Or no, no. uh, That was the opposite. It was only online and it wasn't co-op. It's just like you got to. We have the technology to like (laughs) not have to choose, man. The thing about that, though, is that, like, with local online, or only, or whatever, I think you can still play games through, what's it called, Pascal? Uh, Like, the remote play? It's something like that. Um, It's the thing that they used to play the Hypercube, that big article about how they play Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, like, across the world. Mm -hmm. It's, like, Pascal or something like that. But a lot of fighting game uh, people, like, uh, fan-made fighting game uh, makers use that to play, you know, remotely with friends and stuff so i think it's possible maybe to set up pascal or whatever it's called um to play this online with other people but the fact that we have to even jump through those hoops in the first place in 2023 is ridiculous honestly like considering all the platforms this is definitely coming to you why 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 uh the the studio who did the disney's illusion island 
uh, did the same fucking thing, and they're the same ones that made Battletoads a couple years ago and did the same thing. They didn't learn their lesson. Why? Nintendo is going to be the first one to, to continue the, the four-player co-op online. Well, I'm just saying right. And they have the worst infrastructure for it, not offense Nintendo. Exactly. Like, <laughs> uh, but this game comes out on October 17th, so it's not that far away. And um, there's like a bunch of like different stuff that you can do. I'm not sure if it's the pre-order bonuses or special editions or what. I didn't look that into it, but there's like Lego skins that you can get for the characters. The first one that I saw of this was Lego Eggman, um, who's not playable, but you can fight him. So I didn't, I, I assumed based on that, that you could eventually maybe play as the characters in Lego skins as well, but there's Lego skins available. There is a rabbit skin from um, Sonic's first iteration, which was as, oh God, what is his name? Um, it's not Max the rabbit, is it? It's like Max or, or Feels. I can't remember how many iterations there are of, of the of the rabbit, but there's like Max. But you can get a skin of that, um, of that iteration, like the very first prototype that's before Sonic was a hedgehog, it was rabbit. And you can have the skin for that in the game as well. Um, once again, I'm not sure if this is like for pre-order bonuses or anything like that. But um, one thing to look forward to besides like all of the new skins and like the new battle modes. I'm really excited about that battle mode because Sonic Adventure 2's battle mode was like, okay, but I like fighting people. So that's going to be fun for me. Is there are some talks of new forms for new characters that may not have previously existed in the game. So that's cool. Cool. But you have to play, you know by yourself or locally on a couch and online to find out. As you do. Oh, look, right at the end there. there, there there's all that. So it looks like pre-order bonuses or whatever. If y'all want to go back and watch the trailer, um, feel free to do that and find out what all those are about. But that's I, I know they exist. I don't know how to get them, unfortunately, because that trailer oh, was... Uh, it's the uh, Digital Deluxe is the Sonic Rabbit. Uh, okay. The pre-order is uh, Lego Eggman. Uh-huh. Yep. What about the other characters? They had some Lego skins up there. Uh, sorry, it said Mecha Sonic skin and uh, the Rabbit one are on digital deluxe only. Okay. Well, there you have it, folks. And here it is. <laughs> oh, jeez. Thanks, Zack Snyder. <laughs> wait, 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 the not over. Uh, okay, so let's see. So that's uh, everything we were most interested in. We've got three little quick ones here uh, that we saw that I thought were worth mentioning. Uh, first, we have Fay Farm. Uh, got a release date for September 8th on the PC and Switch. Uh, that is a game. It's just like it sounds. It's like a start. Just imagine Stardew Valley um, with different graphics. Like, not pixel graphics, but 3D graphics. Uh, but very cozy. You make friends. You farm. You explore dungeons. And it has co-op. Uh, we saw four and players. And your fairies. And your fairies. You're enjoying the world of the fae. Uh, so that seems cool. Uh, if that's your vibe, check it out. That's Fae Farm. F-A-E-F-A-R-M. Another one we have is Age of Empires 4 is available right now on Xbox. Uh, people have been asking about Age of Empires coming to Xbox for a long time because um, Age of Empires was famously a Microsoft Studios IP back when that existed. doesn't exist anymore. But um, for a long time, Age of Empires has been pretty clearly under this Microsoft Xbox umbrella. So people have been wanting it to be ported, but trans... Um, transporting uh porting a real-time strategy game which is famously uh a mouse and keyboard genre because you're clicking on things you're doing a lot of apms actions per minute uh with keyboard shortcuts you know think of games like warcraft 3 and starcraft 2 and stuff um they they ported it over and the way to do that um they built it from the ground up they were very excited uh the guy who's 
in charge of the dev team was very excited to talk about it. I enjoyed listening to that interview and I really recommend it. Um, essentially, instead of having your controller try to be like the mouse, like where uh, he described it, he was like, a controller is a driving mechanism. You use a controller to drive a character, not to uh, direct it the way that a mouse directs uh, characters to go do things. Um, and I thought that was interesting the way that he explained it, but, uh, game seems cool. I'm excited about how excited they are for it. And it'd be cool to see an RTS really thrive on, uh, on console. Cause there's been some other things, uh, other, other attempts for people to do that haven't always gone so well. So fingers crossed. I hope this works out. Uh, Age of Empires was one of the first PC games I ever played growing up. So, um, I haven't played in a long time, but it's got a little sweet spot. I got a sweet spot for it. Um, the last on the list that I have here is Under the Waves. It is a game that reminds me of Dead Space, just without the the true horror. It is a uh, story of someone who lives and works underwater, or certainly deep, or certainly like far, far out in sea. It's a story of uh, survival and isolation, where you have this uh, male protagonist who's talking to his wife, uh, who's back on land somewhere and they're all they're both dealing with the fallout of some emotional event in their past uh looks cool uh i don't know if i'm gonna play it just with the sheer number of things to play but that comes out on the 29th um so this was just a last launch trailer before um release but yeah yeah vilas i i said the same thing you know spoiler for for dead space but uh yep i definitely thought maybe everything was not as it seemed uh <laughs> <laughs> the trailer and may that might still be the case uh yeah game comes out in a few days so uh cool um, i wanted to talk about the one that i threw off my list too just like very briefly but it is called the first descendant and there is an open beta that will be coming up for the 19th through the 25th of september um which is next month but it's basically like a sci-fi space opera e borderlands it's a shooter looter and um, there are some really interesting looking characters in it that have like really neat powers. I mean, you have like the stealth sniper, of course. Um, you have like a speedy rabbit lady and then like the all around gunner dude. Um, it's really pretty too. Uh, it's just like shooter looters are so hit and miss with me. Like it resonated with me at first. And then I was like, mm, it's a looter shooter. Mm, I don't know about all that. But I think the characters themselves and maybe even the story might motivate me to check out uh, this game. Just be aware that it is a Nexon game. So if you're aware of all of the the intricacies that come with that um, and you're good to play, then you're good to play. Um, otherwise, you know, just maybe watch. Something to keep on the radar in any case. No. So yeah, lots of stuff. This uh, pretty much puts a pin in the 2023 releases. We have a sneak peek at some of the early 2024 stuff, but I can't even think that far ahead. Other than that survival game, every game right now is is a future game. It's a later game, regardless of when it comes out. Uh, but this was a fun event to watch. Uh, you know, one of the biggest differences between Gamescom and other events is that it's all open to the public. Um, it's also all the way over in Germany. So it gives a lot of studios a uh, unique opportunity and a lot of interviews. I love hearing the different interview style of uh, of the native Germans there who are talking to everybody. Like, it's just, it's just refreshing to hear a different perspective on uh, a games event. You know, it, it, I would, wouldn't say it was better or worse than anything that we have over here, but it was just nice to hear variety, you know? And I just love listening to people with accents, too. I know I'm not alone in that one. <laughs> um, but that... Uh, Although I am, I'm, I am getting tired of the, the nobles' lilt. Like, not everybody in, like, 
fantasy and space and everything can be like British. Like we get it. Wow, how the tables have turned. I thought I thought <laughs> you were the noble. You've got such a good noble voice with uh, Lorenz, you know. Um, well, that's different. The nobles though is like you know like that very kind of not quite British accent, but it's definitely meant to be like a British accent. Yeah, like that's the kind of nobles that I mean that you hear in like every RPG. Like uh, you get it. You know, I'd have to uh, chat. Correct me on this one, but I think a lot of the voices in Baldur's Gate are are well. I wouldn't say that they're neutral, but I think there's a wide variety of voices in them. I don't think that I've had the thought, wow, all of these fantasy people sure do sound British, you know, which could make sense if that's where the game was made and stuff. And, you know, whatever. Some games only have American accents, so that's just how it is. But um, as far as fantasy voice acting goes, I think Baldur's Gate's doing pretty well. I, I haven't I haven't noticed any obvious trends that are very easy to make fun of, so I think they're doing pretty well. Um, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Baldur's Gate, we could. I'd love to talk to you about some of that stuff off screen. I actually talked to Chris about it earlier this week. He, um, I know I'm off topic here. I apologize, but he was telling me about his Baldur's Gate run. He's restarted the game like three times already. Oh my gosh, the knucklehead. It, he looked up some of the things that are possible in the rest of the game, and every time he learns something new about what might happen later, he restarts so that he can make sure that that happens. And I'm like, bro, you that, like defeats the whole purpose. You gotta choose your consequences. Like, what are you doing? And you know, he's just that's just the way he plays. But he was telling me. That Actually, I'm gonna go read the the ending of Kotor right now, and then I'm gonna play a 78 hour <laughs> RPG. Yeah, I'm gonna get the perfect. I'm gonna look up the Undertale perfect ending before I play the game, so that I make sure to get it right. Um, okay, uh, man. Uh, okay, let's wrap up on Gamescom. This was a fun conversation and hopefully the last big um, announcement barrage that we're going to get. Because I don't know if I can take anymore. I said that a couple times and I really mean it. I don't think I can take anymore. Yeah, and we only covered uh, Gamescom. We didn't even cover DreamHack. We didn't cover DreamHack and Gamescom is still going on. So I know yep, there's stuff. We covered I basically seen. one and a half days of Gamescom. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so, there's so much. There's a lot going on. Uh, so Chad, if there's anything that we've missed, anybody out there, uh, if there's something that you'd like us to to mention the next time we're here on the show, uh, I would love to to bring that to our attention again. Because as much, even though we have all three of us to, you know, sift through the internet uh there's still always going to be stuff that we miss because we don't actually do this for a living contrary to popular belief so uh you know we consume the internet in our own ways and just like all of you it's really easy to just totally miss stuff if you don't have someone excited or you know loudly mentioning the things that they uh that they saw um so anyway uh yeah as crazy eight said in, in chat um, I would echo that I'm not your dad, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you how to consume this stuff. But uh, that's gonna be a wrap for our show uh, here, Sav. I hear that uh, maybe there's something we need to uh, to show the class here, huh? Oh uh, yeah, well you know 